You're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network. Desert Southwest, out here in the Rockies, you're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network, Blue Raven Network. Thank you for listening. Often duplicated, never replicated, you're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network, Blue Raven Network. Something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down being wrong Nobody's right If everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and they're carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down We better stop now What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down That's not my business. In this world there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, souls. has barricaded the world with hate. 
again to the Corporation Nation radio program. My name is Clint Richardson. I'll be your host. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a very, very controversial subject. And I don't say that because it is controversial. I say that because it's made to be controversial. That subject is indeed Christianity and the Bible. It's, uh, it's interesting, you know, as I, as I've watched through my years, I've watched folks like Hitchcock and others who, who vehemently, vehemently attempt to disprove the entire Bible story. And then I, um, and then I go and I talk to people like, uh, uh, well, my, uh, fortunate to call H. Rott a, a personal friend of mine, and I listen to him and I'm just enamored by what he says about uh, books that people have never read and don't even know exist regarding the Bible, the <laughs> such amazing, amazing material. And it puts me, as it's designed to, in a state of confusion. Now, uh, what can I say about this? This is nothing different than what we call the right-left paradigm, the phrase that was coined, right-left paradigm. What does that really mean? I mean, we see it in politics, of course. Um, you know, if you think about it, there's Democrats and there's Republicans. Those are the two parties. Of course, we pretty much give all our power to these parties and sit back and watch them uh, act as what? Bureaucrats. Remember that word? Bureaucrats. Acting as in corruption, basically, through the bureaucracy, as we covered. So, we see this in politics. Well... What does that mean? That means that you're either on one side or the other. But what does that really mean? Well, it means you're on one side of what is real, or you're on another side of what is real. You're on one side of the truth, or you're on another side of the truth. Wait, wait a minute. How can that possibly be how could you have sides to the, you know, if, if, if the political parties, including the third parties, the place where we alternative people like to go and, and fall victim to the same trickery that is used uh, in the political party system, again, giving our power and putting our faith in men instead of ourselves. <laughs> Why is it that we do this? What is it about these parties that, 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 uh, we believe is is more true than the other one. This is the confusing part because if the parties were just basically uh, what they should be, which which is basically just to protect the rights of men, which are the natural rights of men, well then there'd only be one party, 
And that would technically be the nature party, or if you will, God's party. It would, it would be very simple. Politics would have no problem whatsoever. But you see, in order to control a people, you always must divide them. And you figure out a way to appeal to one half while not appealing to the other. And then you find a way to appeal to the other half. And you have the right-left paradigm. You see this in, in politics. In fact, I just created a new phrase for what these people do. They create continuous cognitive conflict. CCCC. Creating continuous cognitive conflict. That's my phrase for the day. Take it or leave it. It's kind of funny. But basically, every time we go out the door, we are faced with a choice. Really, you know, we don't need a choice, but we, we, we are offered choices for just about everything we do. Uh, even when we're talking about religion, we have a choice, right? We have, uh, we have a choice between Christianity, Muslim, Judaism, or whatever classification Mormonism falls into. Uh, or there's Scientology, which I don't even want to get into. Uh, but we always have a choice, and yet what's interesting about that is that Christianity itself is listed as the religion. And so some of the questions I'm going to be asking you today is, how can you be Christian and also be Catholic? How can you be Christian and also be uh, what I grew up in is, is Methodist? How can you be any other doctrine of religion and also be Christian. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question to ask yourself because each of these religions, these doctrines, have different belief systems, different concepts of what Christianity is, and yet Christianity itself sits alone, uh, almost like the republics of each state. They sit alone, vacant. It sits alone, vacant, without any followers. Because we've all been dragged into the political parties. In this case, the political parties are what? Churches. Corporations that call themselves religions. And of course, with a corporation, you must follow the rules. That is political freedom. Right? If you have freedom of speech, that means that you are required to do what the law says when you speak. Okay, that is political freedom, and that's what corporate churches has. That's why so many people are against the corporate or corporatization of churches. So we're stuck with another choice. How about paper or plastic? Oh, let's 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 create a continuous cognitive conflict with everything we do. Do we is it trash or is it recyclable? Is I mean you could go down a, a list of hundreds of things we do each day that puts us into again continuous cognitive conflict. Well what's the purpose of that? Well, of course, it's to keep you in a state of cognitive dissonance. Because that's the only way you can be controlled. Your ego must be played to in order to keep yourself uh, hidden. You know, you, you, must, you must be... The advertising is basically cognitive dissonance. It's something you don't need uh, versus something you want. Well... Now to help me break this down, and, and again, I, this is this is a message to people before we start this show, just so that you understand. I grew up in a Methodist church. The interesting thing about my experience in church is that I, I wasn't really listening. I, I didn't pay attention. I went with my mother because it pleased her. I wasn't really paying attention in church, and so I grew up in a church without ever knowing its doctrine. 
Unbelievably so. I grew up in a Methodist church without knowing its doctrine. It wasn't because it was a bad church. It wasn't because they weren't preaching. I listened. I listened and actually learned some. But what I heard and when I learned was always the teachings of a man named Jesus Christ. Now, whether that man was real or not, I'm not here to, to, to argue. We're not, we're not here to argue today or debate on whether or not God exists. Because in, in, in reality, let's, let's, let's apply the trivium here. Uh, if God exists, then he exists despite my belief, and he exists despite your belief. If God exists, God is everything, correct? We, we can use the allegory of the Bible to uh, anthropomorphize God into a man or into whatever we want to. But in reality, if it's the creator, quote-unquote, it really is everything. And so the easiest way for me to identify with God is simply to replace the word God, uh, not replacing God in any way, with, with the word nature. And then suddenly... The Bible makes complete sense. Suddenly, the Bible becomes a tool that men can use to truly be Christian. And we're going to discuss what Christianity is when we get back. Welcome back. And you're on the Corporation Nation. I should say you're in the Corporation Nation. We're all walking around within. So um, I'd like to introduce you to Gary Long, but be before I do, I grew up in a Methodist church. Again, I paid attention but didn't pay attention to the stories that were being told. They were allegories of a man named Jesus Christ. He taught things like teach people how to fish instead of just giving them a fish now government of course is in the welfare business so it's going to give you a fish instead of teaching you how to fish this is why government is indeed anti-christ but what i also found is uh, the unfortunate reality that a lot of these churches are also teaching things that are anti-christ in fact the church itself is against the teachings of christ the incorporation of a religion and the membership into that religion. He didn't teach that. That wasn't taught by this man, whether he existed or not. Okay? This is not why we're here. We're not, we're not here to teach the, whether God exists. We're not here to argue that. All that needs to go aside. All the woo-woo, all the <clears throat> language, I don't know what you call the, the religious speak that people get into. We're, we're here to talk about the Bible as a book of law. It is, in fact, the book that all law is based on. It is the ecclesiastical powers that claim to be the replacement of Christ on earth. That is where their power comes from. This has been the case since <laughs> the New Testament. Now, uh, Gary, 
and and we'll talk about what the te word testament means. These are all legal terms, you see, lawful lawful terms that mean something very important. Now, Gary is uh, a, a gentleman who contacted me some time ago, and we've been talking off and on. Uh, again, another digital friend. <laughs> uh, he was the co-host for five years of The Road Less Traveled, uh, which is a radio show on reallibertymedia.com, Bold Voices TV, and the Prepper Broadcast Network, radio network. Um, Gary, uh, you know, it says you, you were, uh, you were in the military, so you, you had some military service, um, meaning that you were a, uh, a subject with a gun to, for government to protect it against the people. Uh, and you attended Old Dominion University studying sociology and law. Now, did you ever become an attorney? Hi, Clint. Uh, no, I never did the bar thing and never Good completed that aspect of it. That's almost like uh, it's almost like joining a corporate church, right? Yes, yes. Now, what what religion did you grow up? Uh, grew up as a Lutheran. A Lutheran. Now, in my church, you see, I had the unique experience, and I think it 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 definitely changed my life. For one thing, my parents stayed together; they never divorced. I had a good family life. And I think anyone listening to this uh, network can attest that that's a very important part of life. It guides you in the direction that you're going to go. But also, I'm very fortunate to have grown up in this particular church. It had nothing to do with the denomination of it. It's that I grew up actually believing that the purpose of a church was to help other people. Because all this church did, as it wallowed in squalor because it could never pay its bills... All it ever did was charity. The only thing it ever did was help people. And so that's what I actually thought church was for. I thought it was a place where good people got together and did some weird, wacky thing on Sunday. And then all the rest of the week, all they did was help people. We'd feed the homeless. We'd, uh, you know, all these different things. And it wasn't until I was 39, I'm 41 now, it wasn't until I was 39 that I actually went and read the doctrine of the Methodist Church, the United Methodist Church. And when I read it, I couldn't believe how strange and outlandish the the, the actual doctrine of the church was, because this is not something that they, you know, they, it wasn't something that they were forcing upon us. Our, our pastor would take us out backpacking, all the kids, uh, with some counselors, and basically, uh, you know, teach us about nature. <laughs> that was my experience at church. I don't know what your experience was, but I never knew there was a doctrine that was to be followed. Just like most people don't know that there's a doctrine to be followed in their political party. If people would actually read the doctrines in the political parties, they'd pretty much find that they're almost like exactly the same. Um, so most people join these things without understanding the concept of what they're joining. They don't really know the doctrine that they're expected to believe. And I find that very, it's almost frightening when we think about it. Now, what was your experience in the Lutheran Church? Well, the Lutheran Church is essentially Catholic light. Uh, <laughs> you, go through, you go through catechism and, and all that. And as far as the actual doctrine, I, I can't say that I ever really completely knew what the doctrine was other than what we were taught during the uh, catechism. So uh, the similarities between uh, Lutheranism and Catholicism are very, very, are very strong. Uh, one major difference, and of course the Martin Luther break, break with the 
with the church was that uh, the belief was you need no no one to intercede between you and God is something you can do yourself. That was one of the major things, in addition to the translation of the Bible for popular reading. I uh, can't really offer a lot more than that. I, it was well, very, very structured, very, you know, it was very formalized. Um, there were social events. Of course, we were we were a country church in the mountains, and I think uh, it had been probably influenced by um, people like Moravians and things like that. So it wasn't probably a textbook Lutheran church. Well, see, here's my problem, you know. Um, not once did you say the word Christian. No. And, and that's my point, because generally we don't talk about the very thing we're there to supposedly uh, acknowledge and, if you will, worship. You know, I haven't looked at the word worship, but I've looked at every other word. But the word worship, I'm curious what the what the legal function of that word is, too. But the the, the, the thing is, every, all these words out of the Bible are now, they're the words of the law. And I, I just am finding, I'm, I'm coming into a realization of what the Bible really is. I looked up some words, for just to give you an example of the word testament. And I, I, I found this to be fascinating because the word testament has several different uh, synonyms. Proof, uh, a testimony or a testimony like you give in court, an attestation uh, similar to uh, testimony, a covenant, which is a legal contract, a confirmation of something. And most interesting, it is evidence. So in other words, a testament or testimony is evidence of law. It's also an instrument. In other words, a financial instrument, if you will. Everything, every word that is similar to testament just happens to be a, a legal or financial legal term. And, and I thought, well, hey. So we had the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we had uh, Moses come down and bring the law. That's what he did. That's what the Ten Commandments really were. He was bringing the law. And interestingly, I had someone say that, um, suggest that he was using the Delphi technique. <laughs> In other words, this is the law, and it's the consensus of God. Mm -hmm. You can't argue with it. Here's the Ten Commandments. This is law. Uh, so, it, it, when I look at the the actual red letters of the Bible, and please understand, I'm not a Bible scholar because that's not what we focused on. But when I'm reading some of these red letters, what Jesus actually said in the Bible, I, I no longer consider it religion. I consider it a guy telling me how to live life without government and without religion. We'll get back on that thought after the break. Living in the streets. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. Be water, my friend. 
right, folks, welcome back to the Corporation Nation. Again, on the phone with me is uh, Gary Long. And Gary, I don't want you to hold back, man. If If you hear something I say that is... That is going the wrong direction. If, if I'm incorrect about something, I, I don't want you to hold back and, and we'll take calls as well. And uh, I know okay. a lot of people, this, this is a, a, a controversial subject. And, and I want to, I want to, I want to say uh, that I am trying to find a middle ground again between that right left paradigm that we have of either, of, of, you know, believing in God. Uh, believing in Jesus or not believing, and thus, as a non-believer, throwing the entire book or the, the Bible out with the bathwater. Likewise, uh, those who do believe seem to miss the whole point of the Bible because they're so caught up in the, again, the, the religious aspect of it, the corporate uh, stories and, and what's been built around it, and yet there's this essential truth that's right in the middle down there that all of these people seem to be missing and it's something that's very much affecting my entire outlook and it has nothing to do with with quote-unquote religion as we know it today it's not anything but recognizing that you indeed are 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 god the son of man this is an incredible incredible Mm -hmm. uh, uh, understanding and again the teachings of Jesus are very very specifically geared towards living in the natural law so I don't want to focus on one side or the other I want to bring everybody together mm -hmm. in an understanding of what was being said there what do you think about this I think you're right on right on the mark uh, in fact <clears throat> Brent is listening and uh, I would say that you're starting to sound like a like an Indian <laughs> because the, the, res the respect for the creator and all of creation or nature if you will as you pointed out uh, one thing I did do while you were uh, talking I did the entomology on the word religion is that something you'd like me to share sure absolutely okay um, sir saw the 1200s a state of life bound by monastic vows. Also, also conduct conduct indicating a belief in a divine power. And it goes on to say piety, religious community, uh, respect for what is sacred, reverence for the gods, plural, conscientiousness, sense of right, sense of right, hmm. moral obligation, fear of the gods, plural again, Divine service, religious observance, a religion, a faith, a mode of worship, so forth and so on. But where it gets interesting, when it gets into the uh, etymology of it, Cicero derived the, the term relegare, meaning go through again in reading or, or in thought. In other words, uh, like rereading or rethinking something. And I found that rather a rather curious etymology. Hmm. Well, yeah, and and when we take all of these words, there's there's some of them that I just I just I would have never thought to look at them in the Bible or excuse me in the legal code in the in the legal dictionaries until someone pointed me to them. So mm -hmm. I'd like to read you uh, another word that's in Black's Law Dictionary, and that word, oh darn it, I just lost it. Of course, uh, <laughs> that word is evil. Mm -hmm. Okay, now remember, in the legal code, 
in the legal language, it is unemotional. It has no love, no hate, no nothing. It is simply, you know, in my opinion, the legal code is simply a code of human trafficking. That's really what it what it is, how to treat commodities. Uh-huh. Like any other financial report, like any other actuarial, that's really what it is to me. So let me read you the, the, the definition of evil. And then I'm going to read you the synonyms and the origin of the word sin. Okay, evil, it says, and listen to this very carefully, folks, it is evil, it is an evil, within rule, that either means or end of conspiracy must be evil. So the end result of a conspiracy must be evil if it's to frustrate or impede a government function. Whether that function is performed under a constitutional or an unconstitutional law. Okay, now, if you didn't get that, that, that what that was saying, it's kind of hard to comprehend. It says that it is an act of evil to conspire against government, even if it is acting under an unconstitutional law. Okay, that is what the courts consider an evil you mm-hmm. see that it has nothing to do with god it only has to do with, with what some people refer to as lord god there are some folks and i haven't really got into this yet but they say that god was mentioned only once in the bible and that is at the very beginning when it says god created the earth right in that first section of genesis and the rest of the bible is referring to what is known as the vicar of Christ, the Lord God, uncapitalized, the replacement of God on earth. Who is that? Of course, it's the Pope mm-hmm. and the crown. Mm-hmm. That the entire Bible, from that point on, is referring to the temporal prince of earth acting on behalf of the Christ. That I find to be a very interesting argument. And as we go, further into the show not this show but future shows i'm going to certainly ex- try to expound on that and get get both sides of that 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 coin but i just wanted to throw that out so people understand but the, the important part here is that these words are in the legal code and they have nothing to do with uh, god or the, the the bible other than the fact that the bible is is the very foundation of the entire law so to mm-hmm. say that 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 it's a sin to go against government that's basically saying it's a sin to go against the church or or the vicar that's 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 acting government acting as the christ on earth what's your what's your thought on that well i think i think you're right on it again <clears throat> and actually the the continuing etymology of religion uh, plays right into that because other writers, Servius, like Augustine and so forth, they looked at it as to bind fast or to place an obligation on or a bond between humans and gods. That <laughs> gods, sounds, plural. Right, plural. plural. And that's that sounds... Uh, Somewhat interesting when you when you look at it from a legal context. So, in other words, gods on earth, which are the the vicars of Christ, basically all your all of your. When you look at the word vicar, it's bishops, it's it's the pope, mm-hmm. it's the crown, it's all of these these people assigned by the church to be to rule in 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 Christ's absence, basically. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I want you to look up another word for me because I got all my computer screens full right now. Okay. Would okay. you look up the word vow for me? Because you used the word vow. And what's happened in government is they've taken the vow and they've changed it into an oath. Now, the word oath, uh, when we look at where that comes from, it's, a, it's called the sacramentum or the sacrament. It is, a, it is the pledging of, of loyalty to, again, the gods, that, which are the, the government, to the church and the government. Um, it, it's fascinating when you start really looking into that because eventually you see that, that the, sa the sacramentum gives you, according to the legal dictionaries, the uh, the the power oh, if I can remember what the how that goes it's the it's the right R I T E to the mm -hmm. keys of the city mm -hmm. that's what the sacrament is so they've taken the word vow and they've replaced it with an oath and I find that to be an important piece of the puzzle as well okay vow from Anglo-Saxon Anglo-French rather old French old Latin mortem a vow, wish, promise, declaration. To promise solemnly, to pledge, to dedicate. Oh, how else does it go? Well, pledge is a very important word, too. Mm -hmm. In fact, I wanted you to talk about that today, the sort of the ancient system of, of what pledging is. Okay. Uh, but go on, with, go on with vow, please. That's really uh, as far as, pretty much as far as it goes. Um, so it's it more like of a... It sounds like more of a 1300s. Yeah. Sounds like more of a heartfelt thing than a mm -hmm. than a than an obligation, a legal contractual obligation. It's right. like an oath. Um, okay, so let's let's go to now to the word sin. Now we, we what does it mean in the Bible when we're talking about sin? Well, the the origin that I have here it says uh, sin is actually derived from the word S-Y-N-N, or sin, mm -hmm. which means moral wrongdoing or offense against God, a misdeed. And I hear the music, so that means we've got to take a break. But uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll look at sin. And again, the synonyms to the word sin all have to do with the legal code. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, welcome back. Ah, closer to the heart, man. Never a true, more true song has ever been made by such a, you know, I'm obviously a big Rush fan. <laughs> oh, so cliche, but uh, what a unique group that was. So, um, you know, I, I, I invite people, if you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about today, I would invite you to do something that I've been doing lately, or at least I've been attempting to do. It's very difficult to, to not be tempted to read the rest of the parts. But I invite you to go and I invite you to pull up the Bible, and I, the New Testament. Because again, a testament. What is the testament? Well, we have the Old Testament, which was the evidence of the old law. And we have the New Testament, which is the evidence of the new law. All right, so what do you think's going to happen when the new world order takes over completely? What do you think the new world religion will be? Folks, it's going to be the new New Testament. It's going to be the New Age Testament, the new evidence of law. Okay, that is what the New Age or the New 
uh, uh, eon is is going to be. That that's <laughs> uh, it, hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. So, what is the word sin? It's a very interesting uh, interesting word because it does mean a moral wrongdoing. But see, we we can't think of moral. As uh, because we're talking about the legal code, there are no morals. Remember, there are no morals in the legal code. We're we're talking about a code that doesn't necessarily want to operate under and absolutely goes against God's law, or in other words, the law of nature. Okay, I I, I wish people could get over the fact that it was that it's called God's law and just realize that that simply means natural law, the law of nature. And if you look that up in the dictionary, you'll understand exactly what and how important that is. Uh, this word sin, again, S-Y-N-N is the word. You can research that for yourself. Um, sin, uh, transgression, trespass, offense. Uh, <clears throat> see here. Uh, the semantic development is via notion of to be truly the one who is guilty. All right, again, guilty, we're talking in the legal realm here. Uh, to be found guilty of something. That is the original version of sin. We're, remember, we're talking about evidence of law. Okay, if this word sin was used in the Bible, it was being used as evidence of law. So this was the prima facie, in other words, the uh, on the face of, in other words, in this is the the best evidence supports until it's rebutted that you have sinned, and you must then rebut that evidence. So that's what sin is to be to be found guilty of something unless you can rebut it. Um, that's uh, you know think about that for a moment. That is huge to to understand what the heck that word actually means. That it wasn't. Really, it was, again, it was a sin against the, the Lord God, which is the vicar, which is the Pope, the church, the, the crown, the government. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the word sin. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> which led to the Inquisitions. Yes, absolutely. You are a witch. You are found guilty of witchcraft. Right? Too bad they didn't do that. Maybe we should do that today with Inquisition against attorneys. What do you think? <laughs> that could work out well. That'd mean that'd mean that'd mean all your governors and your politicians would probably uh, be burning at the stake right now, right? Probably so. Yeah, good old Obama and his wife are attorneys. So, oh, what can I say? What can I say? So, Gary, what 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 are your thoughts on this? Because uh, again, I I don't want to be incorrect here but no, this I, is I don't, well, yeah, words you're dealing with facts and facts are, are, are what's important beyond truth truth can sometimes be a slippery slope but facts pretty much stand on their own trying and to trying to take the dogma out of the out of the words basically correct and right. just like as you pointed out the old english sin uh, words like guilt and crime and uh Mischief and injury. These are all legal. Terms. Yes. Yes. Let me give you some of the synonyms. Guilt. Crime. Evil. Remember what evil was? These, these are all synonyms to the word sin. Crime. Evil. At fault. Guilt. These are all legal terms, folks. 
offense, right? You're either on the defensive or the offensive. Here's another one that might interest you. Debt. Debt is a sin. Damnation is included. Uh, wrongdoing, wrong, violation, transgression, disobedience. How about disobedience? That's a good, that, that really fits. Dis, disobedience to man's law, the, the law of the church. Not the law of God, but the law of the, of the, of the temporal realm. I mean, what a fascinating thing this is. Evil doing. Well, we know that evil doing is to go against government, whether it's being lawful or not. There's even words like tort. Tort is a legal term. It's nothing else. Uh, here's an interesting one. How about unrighteousness? Ungodliness. Would you say that the government is ungodly and unrighteous? Yeah, I'd say you'd probably be on to a, on to a good start at any rate. <laughs> well, this is just, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's this is giving me more inspiration and more draw towards the Bible, at least towards the New Testament, than anything in my life. Because now there's a logic and a reason and the rhetoric makes perfect sense. The trivium can actually be employed into the Bible. The trivium, okay, the 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 the, the form of learning, the, the the liberal arts can actually be now put into the Bible. But you have to realize that the it's it's encoded. The Bible is a code book for literally how men can live by realizing uh, what that. No, you are not God, but you are the only one that can be your own savior. Mm -hmm. Right now, government wants to be your savior, wants to be your God. But you have to come back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay? God, did God create you? Okay, fine. But, but let's replace that word, and let's say nature created you. And if you believe in God, well, then you must you know, by by reason and logic, acknowledge that God is nature, and therefore there is no argument. We don't have to argue back and forth whether or not these things were real. No, no more than we have to argue that uh, Plato's allegory of the cave was actually a real cave with real slaves. We're, we're 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 trying to get the message out of that. We don't have to argue about Robin Hood and his merry band of thieves, even though they were stealing to help the poor. We don't have to know if Robin Hood was real or not. No one sits around and argues and, and creates wars over the, the thought that Robin Hood was real or not. King Arthur and his round table, Lancelot. No wars are started by these allegories, by these stories. And yet the Bible, uh, even though the, the, the teachings of the Bible are against war and, uh, yes, against Zionism, wars are being started because of these wars are literally be, being started because we can't meet in a middle ground and i believe that and, and you know i'm not the discoverer of this i'm just doing research and i'm i'm starting to see that there is a middle ground we don't need to war about such things we just need to realize what is being said in the bible it's a code book for god's sake what do you think gear oh yeah i think it is i, th I think there's there are a lot of basic uh, fundamental truths in there uh, not 
necessarily directly in your face, but the things that that you have to, mm, I, I guess, I guess metaphorically, you have to look at and how they apply to you to your life, and that's that's where it's that's where it gets interesting. That you you were talking about laws. At at some point in the future, you might check out the book of Judges, uh, seventh book of the Hebrew Bible. And uh, it gets into a whole lot of detail about uh, some of the laws and some of the judges and so, how how all that came together. You know? Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about that. We're going to take our long break uh, at the end of the hour, and we'll be back here on the Corporation Nation here at RBN. Stay with us. Welcome to the Corporation Nation. Um, you're already there. This is just the title of the show. Uh, my guest today is Gary Long, and uh, we'll uh, go over Gary's service to the to the military and and his career as a, a radio host as well. But I I, I just found something that uh, I found some you know very interesting. I, I wanted to see if the word we found the word sin and its origins. But what about the word original? What is original sin? <laughs> original is also a legal term, and again, we're in Black's, uh, I believe Black's fourth, yes, Black's fourth dictionary. And here's what it says. <clears throat> original, primitive, first in order, uh, bearing its own authority and not deriving authority from an outside source, as original jurisdiction. Isn't that very, very interesting? Original or original jurisdiction. It is a writ, basically, the original writ, as applied to documents, uh, uh, the Bible obviously being a document, uh, a legal one if you want to get technical. The original is the first copy or archetype. Well, what was the first copy? Well, I mean, if you want to go back, I guess you could say it would be the, the what the code of code of Hammurabi. But the Bible was really the original um, uh, archetype, right? The original copy that from which another instrument is transcribed, copied, or imitated. Well, wait a minute, instrument, instrument. Where did we hear that word? Oh, yes, that's another word for testament. Isn't this fascinating? I mean, when we start breaking down words. It's like uh, it's like entering into a whole new world. It's really amazing. So you know, I gotta say, I think that 
we have stumbled upon here, Gary, and again, correct me if you think I'm wrong. We have just discovered the road, the middle ground to world peace. Mm -hmm. Because most wars are religious ones. The road less traveled, if I might plug that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the road less traveled? Oh, I didn't want to get into all that. I just uh, thought I'd throw that out. We did, we had a show, and we, we talked about many things, just like uh, what you're actually talking about. Um, we talked about the Cathars, which that was an interesting Christian outfit that were eliminated during the during the Inquisition because they didn't they didn't match up to the um, to the Roman view of, of the way things the way the way the world should go. Uh, that's and we you know we talk about self self uh, reliance and self and, and responsibility you know self accountability. Well, let me ask like you this. That. Let me mm -hmm. ask you this. Since you're talking sure. about self reliance and self responsibility, that's that's again um, only accomplished if you live without government because government becomes your savior your responsibility and you have limited liability government takes your sin upon it your sin being transgressions violations evils and all that all these legal terms so wouldn't you say then that all these commercials you hear about storable food and when the shock jocks come out and tell you the world's going to end so that you buy more storable food and all of these things that are being sold to us wasn't that doesn't that basically go back to what Jesus taught in the Bible the again fictional character or not doesn't matter it's not the point of the whole show here the whole concept it isn't self-reliance and uh, food you know ha being responsible for your own actions and all the things that we talk about isn't that exactly what's in the Bible Sure. I, didn't, I, I guess I, sh I should say this. Didn't Jesus come along in the Bible and say, what the heck or what the hell is going on around here? Here's how you should live. Right. And, okay. it's, and that would be natural law and morality based on that. I... I, I I, again, it, it, <laughs> you know, I've heard people say this is the this is the road to uh, the, the 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 meek shall inherit the earth. I've heard I've heard so many things, but now it's actually starting to make sense. It really is. So go on, tell us tell us more about the road less traveled. Are there archives? Uh, there are. It's, they can be found. Uh, the the ones that still exist can be found on UStream. Just look up the show title on UStream and can find the archives for, for a couple of there. The uh shows for Merovingians, that was that was fun to do. And of course the Cathars was fun to do. that trying to stay topical here. Well they were they were uh they were guilty of sin, right? They weren't they were sinning against government? Uh, pretty much. They yeah. Uh, yeah. that's they they ran afoul of the uh Doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church. So, so they were acting more Christian than they should. Well, they were considered good people by the, those who lived around them in France. So, apparently, they were. Hmm. Well, Gary, is there any uh, is there any uh, things that you think that you'd like to add to this that'll uh, really put it put it forward for people? 
Yeah, I want to kind of step back a minute. Um, we were talking about the original, original document, I guess you'd say. I'd like to add my my two cents is that personally, I think that what we see in today's Bible is a is a compilation of probably much information that predated the writings of I mean, a lot of oral history, if you will, that predated the writings that we see in, in the in the testaments. And speaking about, uh, just like the judges I mentioned uh, before the break, uh, that's part of the Deuteronomistic history. So that's uh, some of the original Bibles of the Torah, or the original books of the Torah. And so it's like a theologically oriented history of Israel uh, from the time they entered into Canaan to the destruction of the temple. So this take this goes back like into Babylonian times when they were uh, in Babylon. And then you mentioned earlier uh, Hammurabi. I think that was a very good good thing to bring up because Hammurabi predated this period because uh, according to the judge, the judges were set between 1380 BCE and about 1050. So Hammurabi predated that. And Hammurabi created uh, the first known written codes of law. And and one well, well, study. Who, who, Go ahead. who was this? Who was this Hammurabi guy anyway? Well, Hammurabi was a, a, a may have depend on who you read. He was either a Sumerian or a Babylonian prince, and he claimed his uh, his pedigree from. Uh, the gods, the original, what, who they considered the original gods. And when we're saying pedigree, I've also noticed that the Bible seems to be one of the most important aspects of the Bible is its bloodline, uh, mm -hmm. its mm -hmm. description of bloodlines. And I think we don't give that enough uh, credit because, you know, I've done so much genealogical research, found out that all of our presidents are the same bloodline, all related to the kings and queens of England, the Plantagenet line, uh, who actually lost the kingdom of Israel and, and or kingdom of Jerusalem, I should say. So let, let, we'll come back. Let's talk about that and, and good old Hammurabi. Okay. Welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Or maybe if I press this button. There are so many things, so many things to learn about in this world. And so many people who can help us learn. And so many people who can help us learn. Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? Hey, folks, welcome back. Again, you're on the Corporation Nation. This is day five of the broadcast. Eventually, I'm going to stop saying that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm happy to be here. And if uh, Mr. Statmiller is listening, I again, want to thank him. Uh, I want to thank uh, Miss Deanna Spingola for constantly giving me a soapbox on her show, which uh, basically led to this one. Um, 
no t- no other two people i think i i i can give my gratefulness to so again thank you folks um and now you guys are stuck with me in this in this time slot so i apologize for that too but you got to admit this is a this is an interesting show and i think uh i i think that this is going to be expanded upon as we as we learn together and i think we'll have some some different guests on to have different that have different opinions and the beautiful thing about this again is that i believe this is the this is the this is the this is the the safety bridge this is where christians and non-christians or people who believe in god or don't believe in god where anyone can come and have a reasonable and logical conversation within the trivium even about uh about the bible and about law and the origins of law and and i i, I gotta remember or i gotta uh, press this issue please understand that the law that we have today is all based on the ecclesiast ecclesiastics okay the the entire system of law is based on the bible okay and again it's not that it's based on the Bible as much as it's based on the fact that the law stems from the replacement of God on earth in the temporal realm. When we look up the word temporal, we see it means unspiritual. It means artificial. Okay, It means the same thing as person. It's an artificial construct. Okay? That's what temporal means. It means temporary until... God's return, I, I, I suppose, would be the best way to say that. So again, when we when we go and we ask our police, where do you get your authority? Well, I say I, I get it from my police chief. Well, where does he get his authority? Well, he's he's appointed. Uh, he gets his authority from the sheriff. Where does the sheriff get a, a, authority? Well, he's he's elected by the people, but he he gets his authority from the governor of the state, and the governor gets his authority from the state senate. The state senate gets their authority from the United States, and the United States Congress, all the way up to the president of the United States. And then when you ask the president of the United States, he's going to tell you the big fat lie, the big fat lie that he gets his power from the people. That's what he's going to tell you. But in truth. If that was the case, then the whole system would break down immediately. I would just say, well, then I don't give you my power. Goodbye. Thank you very much. But when you consider that the entire legal structure, the entire system of law is based on a higher power, well, suddenly the authority that these people claim as psychopaths suddenly start makes, starts to make sense because that is where the power is coming from. We don't want to recognize that in this country because we've been taught otherwise but in truth we are living under an ecclesiastical law the civil law in fact was created within the church it was not created just because um, we wanted to live without the, the, the fear of god or something in this country so uh G- gary uh uh please uh continue with what you were saying about the, the hammurabi Okay, just just to, to step back just a little bit, as we mentioned, Judges uh, covered a period of about 1380 BCE to 1050. Now, Hammurabi reigned uh, in Babylon from 1795 to 
he was uh, actually considered uh, a fairly remarkable king, and he created, as I said earlier, a very celebrated original code of laws. Now, what's most interesting now, I was talking about his pedigree, and if you don't mind, I'll just read some of this. I don't, don't like read, reading to people too much, but I think this is important. And this is uh, a direct translation from Hammurabi. When Anu, the sublime, king of the Anunnaki, and Bel, the lord of heaven and earth, who decreed the fate of the land, assigned to Marduk, the overruling son of Ea, god of righteousness, dominion over earthly man. Now just remember that. And made him great among the Ajiji, which were basically the, the, the men that they're referring to. They called Babylon by his illustrious name, made it great on earth, and founded an everlasting kingdom in it, whose foundations are laid so solidly as those of heaven and earth. Then Anu and Bel called by, by name me, Hammurabi, the exalted prince, who feared God, to bring about the rule of righteousness in the land, to destroy the wicked and the evildoers so that the strong should not harm the weak, so that I should rule over the black-headed people like Shamash and enlighten the land to further the well-being of mankind. Now, Shamash was a Babylonian sun god, so he's, he was associated with justice. Now, we're talking, now, this is, this is the law, and I'm not, obviously not going to go through all the whole code because it's very extensive. But this was the original, the first known original set of legal code. Yeah, a collection of legal codes. And it is credited to have later on evolved into uh, somewhat into British common law. But what's most striking about all of this is that Clearly, from the very first writings, first available writings, there were those entities, if you will, out there who considered themselves above man. And when, whether you call them, they call themselves gods or whatever, I think this plays directly into your observations about bloodlines and why those... Uh, uh, that genealogy in the Bible is, is somewhat important to really study, is that there is a significance, at least a perceived significance, by some who believe that their their bloodline uh, gives them a higher authority. I think that's pretty clear throughout all of these writings. Would, wouldn't you agree with that? Well, yeah, and and uh, again, you know, I, we, we're going to challenge the entire belief structure of Americans on this show, and this is just the beginning here. Uh, one of those belief structures is, unfortunately, the faith in a piece of paper called the Constitution. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, 
we are tricked into believing that this thing is something other than it really is. And we're going to talk a lot about that. And we're also going to talk about the bloodlines uh, as well as <laughs> the masonry, Freemasonry, as the founding of this country. And I, uh, I Gary, did you read my, my essay series, uh, Cracking the Cults of the Constitution? I got to half of it. I haven't finished it. I'm well, it's very long. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I'm working on part three right now. But I, if, for, for anyone out there, if you get a chance at Cracking the Cults of the Constitution, not hard to find. It's on my blog. And it goes through the Masonic origins of this country. And it is undeniable proof of the fact. In front of me right now is a Masonic Bible that I got my hands on, dated from 1942, which is where I pulled a lot of the research from. And we'll get to that uh, as soon as we come back. Welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Or maybe if I press this button. Imagine every person that you see is somewhat different, different. from every other person in the world. Some can do some things. Some can do others. Did you ever think of the many things you learned to do? Welcome back, folks. Did you ever throw anything? But, uh, you know, I'd like to answer a request from one of the listeners. Um, I apologize. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with a computer in my lap, which is a laptop, and another laptop open, a giant Masonic Bible, a keyboard, a mouse, and another giant computer uh, with a big microphone in my face. And uh, the, the listener wanted to know if I was ever going to do a chat uh, a chat room and i think i will i think i'll probably start that next week but i'm gonna uh have to ask listeners to help me out with that because i've never really participated in the whole chat thing um uh, said something about chat tango maybe the listener can contact me my contact information is on my blog at realityblogger.wordpress.com Maybe help me set that up, and then we can have a little more interaction. Uh, also, we'll be taking calls. Uh, if you want to call in and talk to Gary or myself, please do so. Oh, I know the number's around here somewhere, but I don't have it in front of me. I wanted to read one thing before we continue. This is called, this is right from the Masonic uh, addiction, uh, Bible here, 1942, Red Letter Edition. It says, defense of democracy in the land of liberty. Now, these terms are all very Masonic terms, liberty as we discover when we read the legal dictionaries and freedom and all these words have very specific meanings and they're not what you think. You should be very cautious. And after reading this, you'll understand why I should, I should, I should, uh, y'all should be very cautious of what the Constitution is and what our system of law is. George Washington, the founder of this country, was the first grand master of Masons of this Commonwealth, comprising, uh, comprising the, it's hard to read, it's in cursive, the 13 original states of this land of liberty, capitalized, which means it's a legal term, founded in the principles of brotherly love, capitalized, faith, hope, and charity, all capitalized. Uh, proper nouns meaning a very specific thing, not what you think. Uh, the vital breath of which is individual liberty, again, capitalized. And uh, equality, basically. What it goes on to say, 
It says that the, all the generals were Masons. Everything in the country was founded by Masons, proving that, quote, this land of liberty was formed by Master Masons. But this is the important part, especially considering what we've talked about thus far. Now as then, quote, Masonry's challenge is the Holy Bible. It's teachings from the center to circumference, symbols of the everlasting. Okay? I did so much research into this whole masonry thing and the founding of this country, the Constitution, everything else. But when I saw this and I understood that the Masons are actually against the Bible, they use it as a very important, uh, you know, special book, and they transfer or, or uh, they switch it out with the Quran, if you're a Shriner, or the um, or the Talmud, not the Torah, but the Talmud, if you're a, a quote-unquote Zionist sect. Uh, so when I read this, and this is right in the Bible, of course, and of course the first thing you see is the rebuilding of the Temple of Solomon, which is actually the, the goal of all of these uh, groups. In fact, when the queen is anointed as the vicar, uh, they say they don't just say all hail the queen or long live the queen. They say long live King Solomon, long live the queen. So, <sighs> Gary... <laughs> Sorry to uh, sorry to keep taking up so much time, but I'm 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 so excited about this subject because I, I feel it's I feel it's a way that we can really be be free men in in the true sense of the word and and the fact that it all stems from this book is both the evil and the good all stems from the same book is a fascinating subject. Uh, can you tell me more about the book of Judges? Because again, I'm not a Bible scholar. Uh, tell me, tell me what's in the Book of Judges. Uh, essentially, Book of Judges, um, like I said, it, it laid out the history um, of the is, uh, uh, Hebrews of the Hebrew tribe as they uh, as a blood. Mm, well, no, history is of their experience uh, experiences in the land that uh, you know God had pro had promised them. Okay. Now, the, I guess this is kind of interesting to me that, in a nutshell, what happens in Judges is that uh, the Hebrew people are good. They they take they they uh, worship Yahweh, uh, the God of Israel, but then they slip and, uh, much like in the um, Moses. Coming off the mountain, they slip and start worshiping other gods, and then they're delivered into the hands of captors and so forth until they straighten themselves out, and then they get back in favor with Yahweh. So what's fascinating through all that is a belief in the existence of multiple deities. Okay. Well, that, that was going to be my question. The first thing you said is that God promised them something. And as we kind of discussed, well, wh when it says God, is it referring to God or is it referring to the vicar of, of, of God on earth? Was it a king that promised them? Or that's was it, good, yeah, you know, good, I mean, that's, that's a good question. And, and, and of course, now they're reclaiming or you got a bunch of people hiding and pretending to be the the original Jews reclaiming the kingdom of Jerusalem, where they're going to right now, planning in Parliament to rebuild Solomon's Temple, the Third Temple. I mean, it's it's all coming together. 
Mm-hmm. And I think your point's well made. Uh, you know, they speak of Yahweh. Now, Yahweh is, cons- is considered the Hebrew God. It also is a name that comes up in, in actually some other uh, belief systems, coincidentally. Uh, but when we relate all this back back to the Hammurabi thing, clearly in his own writing, uh, Hammurabi is no more than a man. Okay. Now, he claims title, I suppose, from having been smiled upon by all these different, well, they all weren't different deities, but there were several. In the, well, no, no differently than the Pope or the Queen or anyone else, right? That's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we're, we're claiming an authority, or a man, a man is claim, claiming an authority, uh, like the Vicar of Christ, so to speak. Okay, so you can see this repetitive pattern all through history uh, of one one class or group of people claiming an authority over everyone else based on their their claim that they have been anointed and, and given permission and authority to do so by a higher being. That uh, that's kind of a tough thing to to uh, swallow, I suppose. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> well, it, it is. It certainly is for me. <laughs> but this is this is dictated the fate of people all through the the fates of people all through history. Uh, and I think this goes right back to to your observation about what true Christianity is. It's 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 not about all this structure and control and uh, telling everybody what to do and you know it's living living a good life, respecting nature and living within nature. Yeah, that's 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 what it's, it appears to be to me and on the surface. And again, I, this is a prima a prima facie show. This is my discovery, uh, thanks to the help of people like. Uh, like Gary and others. So right now we're talking about the, the basically a prima facie or or in appearance of of evidence that this could if this understanding could be learned that possibly it would it would literally lead to a, 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 like I said a peace. No more. We don't have to fight over this anymore. Whether it be uh, Hitchcock battling uh, uh, Kirk Cameron or whether it be mm-hmm. uh, you know. United States battling some other country. It, it, it's it's not necessary, and uh, it, it's it's psychopaths claiming to be God that are doing it. That's the that's the right. frightening part. And um, also, and also anti-Christian about all that is that you're doing harm, and and you're not supposed to do harm. Yeah, exactly, and and that's the the basic tenet of natural law, which is not it's not ironic at all. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a call. Uh, James. Okay. Uh, James from, well, geez, I didn't see where he was from. from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, perhaps? Hi, James. Pennsylvania. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. A fascinating conversation. I mean, it, it just leads right into, if you recall earlier in the week when uh, when Vicky was on, we, we used, was, I spoke about a word called idolatrous syndicalism. Okay. Yes. This yes. Is... But hold that thought. Hold that thought, because we got to go to break, and we'll uh, okay. we'll carry you over to the next segment. Okay. 
Welcome back. I just have to let that song play. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I got, a, got a couple of emails that said, Hey, have you noticed that the skies haven't had so many chemtrails in them since the government shut down? And I looked up, and sure enough, there's blue sky. I talked to Walter Buren down in Texas, or down in uh, Arizona, and he's like, Yeah, you know, blue skies are pretty blue. Oh, what's going on here? Now, of course, they're still spraying. But anyway, uh, back to the subject now. I, I just uh, found something else interesting here, and I just want to read a couple Bible passages, because now I can read the Bible in a completely different way. It's fascinating. I mean, it's it, you. I, I, I actually can't wait to sit down and read the Bible for the first time in my life. I've, I've had it on the shelf. I look at it, and I think, oh, my gosh, I, I, I don't. But I'm going to read just the red letters, just the red letters, just what Jesus said, because that's all that really matters. So here's what it says. It says, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. Uh, 1232, it says, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. All right, well, let's, uh, what does that mean? Be a man, do not do anything else. Simple as that. What, is, what does Deuteronomy 117 say? Ye shall not respect persons in judgment. Romans 2.12, For there is no respect of persons with God. Because persons are artificial corporations. They are not in nature. So therefore, there is no respect of persons in nature. You shall not respect persons in judgment, nature. But, James 2.9, But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin. If you respect corporations, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Do you remember what sin means, folks? Okay, it means going against, it means ungodliness, it means unrighteousness, it means uh, evil doing. We discovered, we discussed what, what evil is. It means debt. Do not take upon the person of debt. Do not take the, upon the person of immorality, guilt, fault, evil, error, crime, misdeed. Does this not make total sense? James, are you still there, my friend? I am. Uh, we have been redeemed at a price, you know, and, and this is like, you know, the, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Okay, that's what I think. Uh, uh, anyways, that, it kind of flows within with the conversation here. Um, do you, uh, are you familiar with uh, telementation uh, and Professor Jeffrey Grupp, by the way? I am not. Are you there, uh, Gary? Either of you? Okay, well, that's a really good, no, uh, ec excellent thing. Uh, could you could you say that again? It's telementation, and huh. it's it's one of the the, the, the it's like a, a a way of thinking. It's kind of like a cosmic feeling in the law of the of attraction. It's similar with two, okay, but it it really fits the the entire profile of what your your mission seems to be leading towards. You know, it's kind of like the Whenever I get back to the 
beware of the cliquish behavior of the sinful, idolatrous syndicalist. You know, I mean, and you look at all between, you know, all these these syndicalists, syndicalists, they they all they they use the Latin language much like lawyers, okay, much like doctors, much like uh, that Roman religious cult does, and you know, it, it all just sort of goes together. Um, oh, another thing, real quick, it's just the. Uh, the you mentioned it earlier on that you know you're considering a chat room. Feel free to use. We have a uh, http colon slash slash rbnlive dot chatango dot com slash forward chat room. That's already established. Okay. And it, you, you feel good. free to use that. You know I'm on in it right now, and uh, you know okay. I, I'd like to keep uh, you know keep abreast of all these things. Well, sounds good, man. Thank you uh, so much for the call. And I think you're, you're, I, I, the reason I read those few things about persons is because I think idolatry, Amen. uh, refers to, to becoming an artificial person. This, 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 you, are you familiar with Alfred Adask and his, his little treatise on man or a, other animals, the way the law treats us like they're, like we're animals? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. This is just stuff, you know, that, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, engaging in conversation, you know, on a regular basis and contributing as much as possible. And, Absolutely. You know, I, I think you're, I think you're on the right track. It's, it's fantastic. You know, I listen to Deanna all the time too. I mean, I, I'm a avid. Uh, you might even call me the hall monitor for RBN because I listen <laughs> continually. I mean, even in my sleep, I listen to it. I've trained myself nice. to to sleep learn. I used to be a musician, and I would. We would learn our our sets by uh, you know by repetition on the eight track sure. tape. You know it's kind of neat. You know, we record the things and do it. But anyways, the, uh, the yeah the whole uh, you know it, it's just uh, the, the the I had to bring up the the little thing about the about the syndicalism you know and the idolatry of what it's all about. And this is what what, what we're up against. You know that these group of in, individuals, whether it be the church, the crown. Or you know the the three empire cities you know you got London you got Rome and you got Colombia. You know, yeah, unfortunately like, they uh, they've 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 turned the U.S. into the uh, <laughs> no, no offense please but they've really you know turned us into the brainless um, military arm. Oh, yeah, I of mean, the of that involved in the military is just atrocious. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for the call. We're 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 okay. getting towards the end of the show. Right, I gotta to wrap it up here. And uh by the way, Gary, um if you'd like, I know that uh, again, I've I've been excited this show and I've probably ran my mouth more than I should have um and and have have probably talked over you a little too much. I'd like to invite you back on uh on Monday if you'd like to come back. We talk talk more about this and make it actually a call-in show where we can all discuss this and put our ideas for it. I don't, I don't know if you're up for that or not, but uh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to invite yeah. you. Yeah, Monday's going to be tough. My, my next available day would be Wednesday. Wednesday. That would be the next oh, day. Uh, Gary, I command thee. <laughs> thou shalt thou shalt do as I saith. No, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, I'd like to thank you for joining me. I mean, is there any uh, really important points you want to make? Because we're gonna we're gonna hear music here real quick. No, I, th I think it's been tied up well. I think you've done a great job, uh, Clint. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today. Uh, why don't you shoot out your? Do you, do you have any websites or anything else you want to get out? Uh, I just so have where, on where, Facebook. 
a Facebook page, uh, The Road Less Traveled. Just, just and uh, and those uh, archives you said were? Ustream. Ustream and The Road Less Traveled. Right. All right, my friend. Well, I I, <laughs> I thank you so much for joining me today. And, um, you know, I... I, I I appreciate consider you having you. me. It's quite a privilege to be here, and I, I really enjoyed enjoyed it. Well, you know, I I consider you more of a of a mentor than uh, than probably you me. So let's 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 talk about privilege. Uh, so, folks, uh, I, I do have an announcement before I, I I'm I'm leaving you today, and and hopefully, if you listen to yesterday's show, this will make you very very happy. Uh, I've talked to, to Freeman Burt uh, from Colorado, who, who joined us yesterday, and we are going to be co-hosts every Thursday here on RBN uh, at this time slot. So every Thursday I'm going to be joined by Burt, and we will be having our, uh, our, our discussions about breaking down that legal system and and having similar discussions uh, as we had yesterday, and uh, very excited about that. Um, Bert needs <laughs> support uh, as well as uh, you know the in- information he has now is, is is priceless. So that's some good news. Um, all right, folks. Uh, well, you know, I, I guess I, I jumped the gun, Gary. <laughs> uh, so I should I. Uh, should I be reading the book Judges? Then I, I find it's it's kind of neat that that uh, is that where the word judges came from. I mean, well, I, I, that may very well be the case. I don't know, huh. but there's there's quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of insight, I believe, there to some of the original trials and, and what judges ruled and how they did things. So sure, sure. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, and. Uh, well, I might take you up on that Wednesday thing. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have open phone Mondays uh, just to, just for people who want to discuss this further. Anyway, thank you so much and uh, take thank care. You.
I'll pull them over to the side of the road Just like the time before and time before that In Patterson that's just the way things go If you're black you might as well not show up on the street Unless you wanna drive the hill You happened in a bar Remember you said you saw the getaway car How'd you like to play ball with the law? Think it might have been that fighter Running that night Don't forget that you were white Society a favor That son of a bitch is brave And getting braver We want to put his ass in the stir We want to pin this triple murder On him He ain't no gentleman jail Reuben's cars were marked in advance The trial was a Cause he never stood a chance The judge made Ruben's witnesses Drunkards from the slums To the white folks he was just a revolutionary bomb To the black folks he was just a crazy nigga No one doubted that he pulled the trigger So they could not produce the gun Till they clear his name Give him back the time he's done 